Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Inside the belly of the beast. We'll call the vote. I'd like to approve. No. No. As Erie County lawmakers approve salary increases. You have police chiefs in small villages, or even officers in small villages, making more, significantly more, than the chief law enforcement officer for the county of Erie. I just hope that those who are voting today to support uh, salary increases for countywide elected officials will also support the next time they have the opportunity to reduce the tax levy, will vote in favor of that. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Always a pleasure he said facetiously, to cover the Erie County Legislature and see the inner workings of the divisive group of lawmakers whose decisions for most of the time seem inherently meaningless and pass the real work off to higher powers. But Thursday, the Erie County Legislature pulled the trigger on salary increases, we call them raises, for the top three elected offices in the county, Erie County Executive, Controller, and Sheriff. The Citizen Salary Review Commission came up with the recommendations which would boost the pay of the three offices effective in their next terms. But the real rub inside the divided legislature Thursday was over an amendment added into the mix from Republican Joe Larigo that would remove the annual cost of living increases built in that are based on the consumer price index. I think that was a smart recommendation to have it tied to the CPI. Democratic legislator Peter Savage took to the floor to argue in support of the COLA increases. Because it balances the increases. As a $1.7 billion organization, just like in the private sector, you would go through a process. I've sat on boards of directors. I know others of us on this body have sat on boards of directors, either for not not for profits or for organizations. You go through a process to review your compensation of your critical executives to determine that you are competitive to get the best possible, most qualified people for those positions. By not having a CPI, we have sat 23 years because there has not been any kind of measure in place to address the structure of the salaries for elected officials because it has completely been reliant upon votes of the body. If you not having a raise in 23 years has created, and, and this raises the wrong word, this is not for individuals, this is for offices, for the next term of office. So the question as to the budget, it does not impact the budget. It goes into future budgets and will have to be addressed in those budgets. Minimally. But if you look at the inequity over 23 years of stagnation, you have police chiefs in small villages 
or even officers in small villages making more, significantly more, than the chief law enforcement officer for the county of Erie. At some point, we have to address that. I know it's not popular. I know it's not something that everybody wants to do. But at some point, we need to review the compensation to ensure that our chief executive officer, our chief fiscal officer, and our chief law enforcement officer of a $1.7 billion operation and thousands of employees are, are at a salary structure that is competitive to attract the best possible candidates for the future. I've talked to members in the public, I've talked to members in this body privately, I've talked to, to the commission. A lot of people privately were concerned that the, that the raises didn't go, the increases didn't go far enough to, to match the, the balance of other positions. By having a CPI index in it, I actually think that's the smart provision of this proposal because it allows for future growth at a, at a minimal basis in line with the consumer price index. So if the consumer price index is not moving, those salaries aren't moving, our union contracts do include uh, uh, COLAs and cost of living adjustments. Those continue. They do have expirations with, with the end of those contracts, but they are negotiated. And they're always, every contract always includes back years for any years that are missed. So I think we need to deal with this issue from, this is, this is how it should work. And this is how it would work in the private sector. You would review your compensation of your chief executive, your chief fiscal, your chief law enforcement officer to ensure that it's competitive. We've engaged the public. This was a publicly created document. And I clocked this resolution in when I did because I believe that the public and the citizens that put in all that work, who frankly produced a document better than many county departments produce in all levels of county government for our consideration in terms of the data that they considered that they have an opportunity to have that work considered. And then we have the right and the opportunity to vote our conscience one way or another. If we're looking at raising salaries for elected officials, we should be looking at the actual work that's required in that office, whether it be an executive level office or a legislative level office. Republican Joe Larigo arguing against the pay raises in general and other GOP members arguing against the COLA increases as well. That wasn't done here. I think I speak for all of us when I say that we're in these seats for public service. That's why we all get into this. Public service is not meant to be a career where you go in and you, you get rich on it. I don't think any of us believe that. Everybody knew the job, knew the salary of the job when they ran for that office. And yes, this will change it for the office holders going forward and it's not for people currently in office. But still. Just because Erie County might be less for our executive level positions than across New York State, doesn't mean that we're wrong. Maybe we're right. Maybe it's not, you know, oh, we have higher populations, so we should be paying our executive or controller or sheriff more. Maybe we're in the right. You know, maybe, maybe the fiscally conservative approach to elected official salaries is the right one because you get people that want to do the job based on public service, not based on fattening their wallet. So I don't support the salary increases. I don't think that the work that was done went far enough to come up with those numbers, and I won't be supporting the increases. Thank you. Thank you. Legislator Rack. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I also rise in opposition to the salary increases. And part of my opposition is based on what we had talked about in the amendment discussion earlier today, and also some additional reasons. I think we are looking at some fundamentally flawed 
recommendations from this commission. We discussed in the last 20 minutes or so a major flaw, which is this CPI increase escalation each and every year. And if the CPI escalation was such a great idea and so important to the recommendations, why wasn't it discussed at length during the conversations that we had with the commission? We're all catching this last minute. So this is, I think, a fundamental flaw in the process. Another point, the county clerk is not getting an increase in salary, yet they're calling for an increase in his salary year over year. Not his or her, I might add, whoever the clerk may be. There's another flaw. That needs to be explained, that needs to be described. There's a lot of holes in these recommendations. There's a lot of mistakes, I think, in these recommendations. In a clear conscience, I don't think we can support this if we have these flaws, these mistakes, and these holes in the line of reasoning when it comes to these salary increases. I think each and every one of the members of this body ought to think about this and think with their conscience as to whether they're voting for something that is accurate or flawed. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Leonard Dixon. Thank you. I just hope that those who are voting today to support uh, salary increases for countywide elected officials will also support the next time they have the opportunity to reduce the tax levy. We'll vote in favor of that. Okay, we'll call a roll call vote on the amendment first. Then the vote on the amendment to nix the annual raises. As to the amendment offered by Legislator Larigo. On the amendment, Legislator Dixon. Yeah. Explain my vote. Uh, just uh, at tied to the consumer uh, price index. In 23 years, the county executive salary would be over $181,000 based on what his salary is today. In, in how many years? I didn't hear 23. That. In 23 years? 23 years, it would be nearly double what it is today. So I vote yes on the amendment. Okay. Legislator <laughs> Yes. As to the amendment. No. Russo. No. Hardwick. No. Larger. Yes. Myers. No. Williams. No. Chair No. Five to six. Okay, the amendment fails. Followed by additional debate and the vote on the actual pay raise matter. We'll call the vote. I motion to approve. Legislator Dixon. No. Mr. Rebo. No. No. Brad. No. Bassett. Yes. Russo. Yes. Hardwick. Yes. Lager. Yes. Myers. Yes. 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 Six to five. Item passes. And with that, the next term of the county executive would go from an annual salary of 103,428 to 118,376. The controller's salary would go from 80,613 to 94,037 while the sheriff would increase from 79092 to 89343. So we had an opportunity in, in December to give uh, some money back to the taxpayers in the form of a, a, a levy decrease, and it was voted down. Republican Lynn Dixon, none too happy. And so here we are today voting to give countywide elected officials pay raises. So. I think it's a little bit hypocritical that we are um, giving countywide electeds pay raises while we're taking more money from taxpayers or not giving them a break. Uh, it just seems wholly unfair, and, um, and, and I don't think it's right. I mean, if, if the money is there to give them raises, then why wasn't the money there to give taxpayers a break? This could be your office that uh, you voted on. 
Well, again, uh, regardless of who the office holder is, I think when you get into public service, you get into public service for a reason, and you want to serve the public. And I think when, whenever you're debating um, pay raises and, and, and why, um, a majority of the legislators got on board with those raises, uh, you'd have to ask them. Um, but again, we, we had a missed opportunity um, a couple months ago to give a break to taxpayers and now we're turning around to those very same taxpayers that we said no to a tax levy decrease and now we're telling them now you have to shell out more money for electeds. Where do you stand on, on just the raises alone outside of the, the, the uh, cost of living increase? I've never supported the raises. I haven't supported the raises at any level. I don't think it was appropriate with respect to what happened in Albany, and I don't think it is appropriate here. Um, I think that we have a lot of issues to deal with. We are often told, you know, when, when, we, when we wanted the tax levy decrease, we were told it would blow this big hole in the budget. Yet here we are turning around and, and, and giving countywide electeds pay raises. It just seems hypocritical to me. This is not about any individual. This doesn't go into effect until future years, until the next term of office for those positions. It does not include increases for lawmakers or legislators. And it was done so in a responsible, balanced fashion. Democrat Peter Savage again says the legislature did the right thing in the end. And I believe after 23 years, at some point, at some point we've done so in a public way. We've done it, we've been transparent. This is not behind closed doors. This was not some side deal. It was done with citizens of this community getting together, conducting analysis, looking at other municipalities, looking at other counties around the state, looking at the work functions of what these individuals are responsible for engaging in in terms of being the chief ex executive officer, fiscal officer, and senior security officer for this county. And they determined that a modest adjustment was warranted. And I believe that that recommendation was proved. Clearly there was a flaw in the system that for 23 years there was no adjustment. So now you're in a situation where instead of having modest maybe adjustments on a year or every couple of year basis, we went into a situation where we went 23 years without any, any adjustment. What I think the commission did wisely is they said, let's not try to make up all of that in one bite. Let's not try to do all of that in one action. Let's make an adjustment, and they go through the analysis, and I encourage anyone to read the report. They go through great analysis to say this would bring us into comparable, it's still below it, many, many counties across New York State, bring us into a more balanced structure and allow for cost of living adjustments over a period of time so that you don't have to, um, uh, so that that analysis can continue for the future and that you don't run into situations where you have, have police officers in small villages making more than the off the, the sheriff heading up the, the sheriff's department. Think about the issues and the problems that we've had within that, and this is not a knock at anyone individually, but think about how important that office is. It is critic that is a critical office. And we should be looking at it in terms of compensating the people who are running 
these critical, important operations within a $1.7 billion operation, we should be ensuring that we're attracting the best possible candidates to those positions. And so it goes in the Erie County Legislature. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 